welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the She Talks Health podcast. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, founder of She Talks Health, and I have a very special guest with me today, Amy Beckley, who is the creator and founder of Prove Testing, and you guys might have caught me going on and on about Prove recently on an Instagram live, like totally spontaneously, because I just love this company so much, and I didn't even know Amy, Um, and Amy actually is a PhD in pharmacology, and she's been studying hormones for 19 years. Holy smokes. Her personal battle with hormone imbalance led to infertility and recurrent miscarriages, and that led her to invent Prove. And she really enjoys educating women on how to test hormones and tools to maintain optimal balance so that women can live their best life. And obviously that fits so well with our mission here at She Talks Health, so I just had to have her on. So Amy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm just, I I love this test. I love that this came out of, you know, a personal struggle for you that I know is so common um, amongst women. We just did an infertility and miscarriage um, podcast, actually, with Dr. Monica um, Ruberu and uh, Monique, excuse me. Um, Would you mind sharing a little bit of your story of how you were going through this horrible thing in your life and how it led to you being able to create something so amazing like Proof? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, it really started when my husband and I kind of had the ducks in the row. We're like, all right, we got our careers. We got a house in a good neighborhood. That's type, time to have kids. And I figured since I was this educated scientist that had done everything right, that it was just going to be very easy to conceive. Um, and it just wasn't. And we struggled and we struggled. And being the scientist that I was, I collected all the data I could get my hands on. I mean, I had all the thermometers sitting on my table. Um, I took all the different, you know, uh, OPKs that were on the market, uh, timing, timing intercourse and, um, you know, tracking when, when I was bleeding, how heavy it was, when I was spotting, you know, had these beautiful charts and all this data. And it really pointed to that I had a hormone imbalance and that there was something wrong And so I would go out and I would say, hey, doctors, something's wrong with me. And they would tell me, you haven't been trying long enough or you haven't had enough losses. Um, 
gosh. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So there's, you know, in the U.S., it's like you have to have been trying 12 months or have had at least three losses for you to go to a fertility clinic to get a full workup. I, I, that's insane. I think we talked about this on your podcast because I have a client who just went through this. She finally reached out. She'd been trying for 13 months and lost three. Um, and she was just so frustrated that now her doctor said the same thing to her. Well, you can't yeah. do anything until you've lost three. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not considered recurrent miscarriage or infertility until you hit those certain milestones. Um, and you know, I was the scientist and I knew something was wrong. So I figured, can I just get help sooner? Because I know that there's an issue. I can, I could see it. I don't, didn't know what it was, but I knew there was some kind of issue. Um, and you know, long story short, I, I did hit that 12 month, um, loss and, and three loss kind of, um, milestone went to reproductive endocrinologist. He did all the tests on me, all of them. We got the sperm checked. We got the eight that, you know, the tubes were open. All my hormones looked fine. At least the ones I tested <laughs> and I mean, everything looked fine. And so I was given the diagnosis of unexplained infertility. If oh, you, the most frustrating thing yeah, to hear. If you tell a scientist you have unexplained infertility, that is like a slap in the face. It's like, wait, so you're telling me there's something wrong, but you don't know what it is. Um, and they're like, yeah, everything looks fine. I have no idea. You have to do in vitro fertilization or IVF. Um, which, you know, luckily for us, we were in a good position that we could do it. Um, but it's tens of thousands of dollars. It is emotional roller coaster. Um, I mean, I was close to getting a divorce. It was so hard. It was just between the medications and, you know, negative pregnancy tests and the cost of everything. And the fact that I had to lie to my work and come in in the middle of the summer with like sweatshirts on because I had, I had all these blood draws and I didn't want them to see, you know, the, the place where they took the blood being like, why is Amy getting her blood taken all this, you know, all, all the time. Um, but we got, we got through it. Um, and luckily our second round was successful and I have a, a t 10, almost 11 year old. <laughs> and it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, it was, it was totally all worth it. Um, but there's always that in my back of my mind was like, how, why, why, like, why was I struggling so much? There's gotta be a reason. It can't be unexplained. Um, and so when we tried for our second child, I decided to not take that route. I tried, I was going to be my own guinea pig, my own scientific experiment. And I was going to understand what was going on. Um, and so I took all those charts and basically what those charts were telling me is I had a hormone imbalance, but the doctor's office that I went to didn't have a test that would understand why my hormones were imbalanced. So what they do is they do um, like hormones at the beginning of your cycle to tell you if there's anything wrong and why you might not be ovulating. Um, and everything looked fine. Like my, you know, sometimes they call it uh, like egg reserve, like an AMH level, uh, prolactin, um, thyroid, like all those kind of things. Everything was functioning fine. Nothing was wrong that could indicate something was wrong. And so it just, sorry, you just, you just can't conceive. Um, but the theory was I wasn't making enough of my favorite super hormone, progesterone. 
Everyone's um, favorite super hormone is progesterone. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a close tie between progesterone and estrogen, but I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with estrogen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Is you weren't creating enough progesterone, which of course is incredibly important for, for pregnancy, among a million other things. And and how did you find out that you weren't creating enough progesterone if the doctor's test wasn't showing it? Um, so, so basically my theory was I was making it, but it was, it was just not enough and it was dropping too soon. Um, and the way that you treat that type of problem is you give the woman bioidentical progesterone. (laughs) Um, and it just kind of supplements what the body makes normally. And I said, you know what, I think this is what's going on. Um, would it hurt if I took this medication? And he said, well, you know, we could try it. And, and so we did. And within a couple cycles, I was pregnant with my daughter and I, I stayed pregnant and she's, you know, seven. So, um, it was like, wow. Like, it was, you know, I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on your podcast, but that's an holy shit mo- moment where it's like, that's, that's literally it. Like a $10 medication you can get at any pharmacy down the street could have saved me all this crazy cost and pain and suffering and loss and infertility and bullshit. It was like, I have got to tell people this is ridiculous. Um, and so that's what we did. We invented a, a at-home test that tells you how well you are ovulating or how much progesterone you are producing. Um, if it is high enough for long enough. Your story is, um, Amazing. And, and just so I can't even imagine the trauma that you guys must have and you specifically with your body and emotions to go through all of that. And then to realize it was something so simple. I mean, that's like the motivation, right? To get you up every day and do what you do. I, I'm, you know, simultaneously sad and also grateful for you. Like, I know that that must've been so hard for you, but I'm so glad that you have a baby from it and that you are able to help other women to figure out something that, I mean, it might not always be low progesterone, but it's a pretty good place to start. And it sounds like 10 or 11 years ago, they really didn't have the ability to to test that. I know now they do a lot more blood serum, like progesterone things, but even with that, I mean, the the ability to do something cheaply and at home and have the control to test it is like really incredible. So it's just such a gift that you get to give, which is probably a, a really good segue into how does prove testing work and like how do you how do you know you know um, when to test and and how how does that work with proof testing? Because you guys have something very different than the typical. You said OPK by the way that means ovulation predictor kit for anyone who's not like up on the lingo. <laughs> um, that's like what a lot of women use when we're trying to find out when our LH surges so that we can figure out when we're ovulating. But proof has something a little bit different. So can you explain to us how your testing works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so normally when you go to a doctor, you get a blood test. Um, and that's okay for a lot of different things. Um, but there are some hormones and some analytes in your body that is actually better to test urine than it is to test blood. Urine is better in this case than blood is that your hormones during your cycle do exactly that. They cycle and they don't just cycle on a monthly cadence. They cycle on a daily cadence and it's different for each woman. And so if you go in for a blood draw to test 
your menstrual cycle, you will get a different result at eight o'clock, at 10 o'clock, at one o'clock, at five o'clock. And the way that you get around that is you measure urine because it's more of an average of how your body is filtering that and it's going um, through your kidneys and in your bladder and you can kind of get a average level. Um, and so the biggest ones that this affects are the estrogens and the progesterones. And so the, these are your yin and yang of your cycle. These are the two superstars of your cycle. I'm sure you know all about these hormones. <laughs> um, but that, that's what proved tests. Right now we test the progesterone metabolites and we're coming out with a test that's going to measure the estrogen metabolites. And the, oh, the, that's amazing. I'm so excited to hear that. Sorry, yeah. you guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, Amy, but I think that's so important because as we could probably talk about all day, like so many of my clients, it's not just that they have low progesterone. Sometimes their progesterone is just fine, but their estrogen is so high in the wrong half of the cycle. And to be able to test that at home would be a game changer and to cheaply test it at home as well. You mean your test yes. is not expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the way that a Dutch test works, and I'll describe it quickly because I know they know, is you, you collect urine and you send it to a lab and then the amazing people over at Dutch analyze it and send back this report that tells you all your numbers. Um, what we do is we ask you to collect first morning urine. We give you a, a test strip. You, you dip the strip, you wait 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, and then you get lines on there. And then we have a, a, a app, a phone app that you scan it in. And then we'll give you the, those quantitative hormone numbers. And we tell you when in your cycle to take the different tests. And then when you've completed all the tests, we do all our calculation magic and we result in ovulation quality score. And so right now what we score is how much progesterone you are making after you ovulate. And then once we come out with the estrogen test as well, we're going to measure estrogens and progesterones at the same time throughout your entire cycle. And then we calculate the ratios of estrogen to progesterone. We say, do you have a good amount of estrogen in um, your, your first half of your phase? Is it a good ratio in the second half of your phase? And then we, we kind of allude to what kind of imbalances or problems that you could have. And then we calculate that in the score as well. This is this is going to be a game changer. I'm so excited to hear about this estrogen. Um, you know, we talk about this so much on the podcast, but I think it just it bears repeating. Even if you're not trying for a baby, estrogen and progesterone are superstars, like Amy said. And you know, they're some you know, depending on which hormone you're talking about, cardioprotective. You know, estrogen supportive for your brain, like cognitive health. Hello, um, and just so bones. I mean, there's just so, there's so much there. I mean, estrogen works with your serotonin. So your happy chemical and progesterone works with, you know, your GABA receptors. And we can talk about mental health on this podcast too, because I think we don't realize how much our hormones impact our whole body, including our mental health. Um, and it's really important. And it's important to give women the authority to be able to check these things on their own and then be able to bring it to either someone like myself or to a physician for more follow-up and support and be like, this is what's going on. Um, it kind of brings like 
cycle charting almost to a totally new level of like, here's my biomarkers, here's my basal body temperature, here's my cervical mucus. And like, here is my actual estrogen and progesterone. Like, let's do something about this. And in, in my field, you know, it's, it's less about maybe just direct supplementation with progesterone, although I do do that when it, when it's necessary, but also like why, right? Why is progesterone low? Why is estrogen high? All these things. So, Ooh, this is, I'm so excited. I wanted to like refer everybody to, to, to prove to do this. Yay. Awesome. Okay. So, all right. So we covered how you guys work. Um, and then, and, and how, so if someone was having, say they're right now with what you have, you have your PDD test and say it was showing like low or however you guys mark that. Um, would that be an indication of an unhealthy ovulation or what kind of things can someone glean from the different results from the PDG that you currently have? Yeah. So we, there's three main buckets, um, that we categorize it in it's, you did not ovulate at all. So it's an, an ovulatory cycle. Um, it's what we call a weak ovulation, which means that you produce some progesterone and it was not the ideal amount. So it either didn't hit the the amount we want to see, or it dropped too soon. Um, and then the third one is what we call successful ovulation. And that is when you produce enough of the super hormone for the right days during your cycle. That's okay. So that's great. So you can really, you can really tell, I mean, that's helpful. I think that's helpful too, of like the, the no ovulation versus a little bit, because that could mean two different things as well. Right. And it could really help you understand what's going on with your body. If you're not ovulating at all, are you, you know, amenorrheic? Are you dealing, you know, dealing with lots and lots of stress? Did something happen that kind of like pushed down your progesterone in the second half and you did ovulate? Wow. Okay. This is very, very cool. Alrighty. So how does one promote healthy ovulation? If you are someone in this world that's getting like a weak ovulation score or no ovulation? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the first thing is to kind of take ownership of, of who you are and where you are in life. Um, it's very, very important. So you kind of touched on this before with, um, you know, I, I'll i give bioidentical progesterone, but that's not where I start. And that's absolutely true. I mean, I took it because I was broken. I was so done. I had been through just literal hell. And I just wanted a baby and I just wanted to be done um, and, and just move on. And my body was at a position that I could not do it myself. Like my mind, I should say, was in a position where it was like, I need help. I need help. Um, and so know where you are. Um, you know, I, ideally, I like to say, if you want a baby next year, start preparing last year. You know, we don't usually, sometimes we don't have that luxury. Sometimes life takes a different path. Um, and just to know where you are. And, and so we like to give women options. So there are a lot of things you can do to maintain a healthy cycle. One of them is, you know, work with your doctor and get on, put on different medications. So if you're not ovulating, they have great medications that can help you ovulate. Um, Clomid, Fomara, um, you know, those kind of things, they're great. They work very, very well. 
Um, and if you, if you need a refresher on Clomid and Fermara, you can go to the episode with the second, uh, I think it's the second episode with Dr. Lauren Rubal, where she actually went through them and like the pros and cons so that people could really also go into their doctor with some information about the two different options. But yeah, agreed. Sometimes it's like what we need, right? We yeah. need medication. It's There's nothing wrong with taking a Western medical approach to this, right? It's like whatever is going to work to get you the result you need. I, I love that. Like where, take stock. Where am I? You know, where am I and what, and what feels good in my body, right? Like, what do I want to try? Okay. Right. So the Clomid and yeah, the ovulation medication is an option. Yeah. And then um, if you want to do things, uh, I guess, more naturally, um, there's even levels to that, right? So you could, you could just supplement bioidentical progesterones. So I, I consider these natural because it is bioidentical. You're just giving your body more of the same hormone that it produces. So you can do estrogen supplementation, testosterone supplementation, uh, progesterone supplementation. Um, if you rather not give yourself bioidentical hormones, you can do herbal things. Um, there's great Chinese herbal treatments that work fantastic. Um, and they work really well. Um, the caveat being, if you don't have the data to understand what your hormones are doing, if you take herbals, at the wrong time of your cycle and for the wrong imbalance, you could throw things off. Um, yes. So that's, I see that a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I, have, I have a client right now who came in with a menorrhea and she was taking like a bunch of herbals, including Vitax, like the whole month. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> so yes. we're like stopping that for now. Um, I'm actually going to, for her, I'm going to get her on some bioidentical progesterone. Um, and some other things though. Um, there's some really cool, there's a really cool moon cycle tea that I found out about. I can link it in the show notes that the herbs are for each week, nice. which is really cool. I mean, how cool is that? Right. Yeah. Uh, can you give an example of something like that you see commonly that people make a mistake on or, or like take at the wrong time? What you just said, Vitex is the biggest one. Um, so, so Vitex works to stimulate ovulation and to help the luteal phase health. So to help with progesterone production. And so if you're taking it the entire cycle, um, it can mess with your body's ability to have an LH surge and to actually ovulate. And if you're making enough progesterone, then it can actually cause, you know, cycle irregularities and imbalances. And so it is one of the best tools we have in our toolbox for a woman if she uses it correctly. So we always recommend it just in the luteal phase. So actually a couple days before ovulation because it helps support that LH surge and then into the luteal phase. And then if her ovulation score went from like a 60% to a 90%, we'll pull her off of it and be like, you know what, you're good. Like your body makes it now. You don't need that extra support to, to do that. And just to dial, because I'm a nerd, dial in on that even more specifically, um, if, if so, you're saying if in month one, we'll say her ovulation score was a 60 and then in month two, it was a 90 with the Vitex, then for month three, you would pull her off. Or if you saw that 90% in that month two, would you pull her right off of it? Yep. Like in that cycle? Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Another cool. thing with, with, with Vitex is if you, if you use it consistently, your body doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. Your brain, it's like your body and your brain get used to it, right? It's yes. like, it's kind of melatonin or something. Yeah. It's and like, then it actually makes the symptoms that you were using it to worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
that's I'm so glad that you confirmed all this because this is what my understanding of it was too, which is why I pulled my client off of it because she was taking it and she was taking it with like dim and all these things. And I was like, you're not making any estrogen. You don't need dim. <laughs> yes. That's another one. Yeah. I mean, you go on Amazon. So, I mean, you go on Amazon and it's like the fertility support supplement, the cures all most amazing supplement in the entire world. And you look on the back of the label and it, it, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's like, black cohosh and dim and grapeseed oil and vitex and dung and all these things. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to increase estrogen, decrease estrogen, increase progesterone. Like, what are you doing? You're making this woman's body go freaking nutso. Like, I know it's, it's, it's really silly. Like it, I see that all the time. And I remember when I was at school at FDN, um, one of my mentors was like, do not give a woman dim unless you've run her Dutch test. And you know for 100% sure that her estrogen is going down the wrong pathway. Um, and that, you know, she has enough estrogen in general because you can screw up people's estrogen by giving them dim if it's the wrong type of estrogen dominance. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, estrogen dominance is such an overused term. I agree. Because people don't understand what progesterone is. And yes. so you can be estrogen dominant just for the fact that you don't have progesterone. There's there's literally nothing wrong with your estrogen. It's you don't have the progesterone to balance it. And so you are technically estrogen dominant, but people think, oh, estrogen dominant, that's a bad thing. I must decrease my estrogen. So they're taking dim like crazy. I, I, that's another mistake. I took it and I went, my God, my cycle was, it was messed up for a long time. Totally. Yeah. I, I actually just, I think the podcast, like two podcasts before this one, you guys, if you want to check out the vlog or podcast, it's like called like the importance of estrogen and progesterone. And I actually talk about how there's like kind of like four different ways you can be quote estrogen dominant. Like you can be straight up making too much estrogen, but you can also have like too much estrogen, like that you're not getting out in your liver. You can have too much estrogen that you're not getting out in your poop, which is why we always run a stool test along with the Dutch test in empower her and in all my one-on-one -on -one stuff. Um, and you can be estrogen dominant by relationship to not enough progesterone. So it's like, you can't just guess because guess what? The symptoms are going to sound, feel exactly the same. So this is why prove testing is so important. And as they come out with this estrogen, um, marker as well, you're going to be able to see like, oh, it's really that I'm like creating too much estrogen, or it's really that I'm creating not enough progesterone. So I love this. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like we went on a, a really important rant about this. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we just find in our audience that people don't want to spend money on the testing. They jump straight to the solution, but the solution is causing the problem. And it's like, you know, women are so desperate to seek relief that they're going to go on Amazon and buy the PMS support formula or the fertility support formula or whatever it is um, because they didn't conceive for two months or because they had a painful period one time. And if, unless you know what's going on with your body and you've, you've tested it, blindly treating it is, it can make it worse. It can make it worse. Absolutely. I really, I really appreciate that perspective. Um, are there any other Chinese herbs that you really love or that you see <laughs> like you love them, but they're used incorrectly? Cause I know we talked about Western medicine, like obvious med medication, more like natural, which is like bioidentical progesterone and then herbals. Is there anything else you want to add there in terms of supporting ovulation? Um, 
I mean, there's there's a bunch of them, the Chinese medicine stuff. I'm not I'm not a super expert with all that stuff. Um, I'm, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm learning. It's really it's really cool. Um, I know I'm thinking about taking an herbalism course because I have this herbalism book um, that I was reading before bed because I'm again a nerd. This is what I do before bed, and I was looking up all these funds and I was like, wow, you know, you don't even hear about some of these. Um, but I think when you work with herbs, it's really important you work with an herbalist because they will understand all the way those herbs really are intended to work. Um, so I, I like the I like the yes, it works, but <laughs> use with caution, use with a practitioner who knows what they're doing. Um, the other thing that I really like for like in supporting healthy ovulation is certain um, like the B vitamins and vitamin C um, are and magnesium, um, just because we certainly need a lot of say, say that again. Magnesium is huge. Yeah. And we need more of it in the second half of our cycle anyways. So I, I feel like I usually, if someone's coming in and they're for sure having mis, missed ovulation and stuff, we'll get them on the prove and we'll get them going. But I'll oftentimes be like, you might be like really deficient in some of these nutrients that are necessary for ovulation. So that, that's usually where I'll start. Sometimes that's enough. Um, but a lot of times it's stress, which I know was something we wanted to talk about with like the mental illness or even just the anxiety and stress that goes into like, what's up with my cycle, what's going on in, you know, with my mood, what's happening, you know, <laughs> I'm so stressed out and not getting pregnant. Like, so can we talk a bit about, um, you know, the importance of, um, you know, our period and our hormones in relationship to mental health? Cause I think this is important to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the menstrual cycle is the, the fifth vital sign. Um, and when it's imbalanced, when there's something wrong with it, that means your body is not in its optimal being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding up, you guys, you're not, not going to see this, but I'm holding up Lisa Henderson, Hendrickson Jack's book, the fifth vital sign, which is about your period. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so your menstrual cycle is like the last thing in line of, of your body. So think about, you know, the main priority of your body is to, um, breathe and, um, live and, and not die. <laughs> and so the last thing on its list is to procreate is to create life. And that is what your menstrual cycle is designed to do by nature. And when your body is out of balance and there's something that's taking more energy to do your bodily functions, like to, to breathe and to, to make your heart beat and to, to make your, your organs function it pulls those resources from your menstrual cycle and that's where you see those imbalances. Um, and so, you know, it used to be, Oh my gosh, I'm running from this, uh, cheetah. Right. <laughs> and that's why I'm under so much stress. Um, and now it's, I'm running for the deadline at work and I'm super stressed out because, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and you know, stress can have a serious impact on your cycle. And so if, you have an unhealthy cycle, so you're experiencing PMS, you're experiencing in infertility, um, painful periods, anything, you know, hormonal acne when you're 35, <laughs> for example. Um, just take a look at your mental health. Um, take a look at what you do every day. Stop, um, appreciate what you have, um, go for a walk. Um, just be with your significant other or go do something enjoyable or 
you know, we, we, as women forget that our hormones are tied to our brain and they work together. And then if you're not supporting your brain and your mental capacity, your hormones might never be in balance. Um, it, it's, it's a very hard thing to do something that you actively have to, to think about. And I mean, I struggle with it every single day. Um, we see it all the time with our women. They are just so, so broken and just want to be pregnant and trying to stay positive when you're just hit with negative after negative after negative. It's really, really hard. It's hard to do. Um, and so just always have at least a couple times a day where you take time to breathing exercises, meditation. I mean, I take my dog for a walk in the middle of the day. Just get out, do something. Um, and it, it's got to be an active process because we're women, we're powerful, we are wired to just go, go, go. Um, we need to step back and let the mind, uh, the mind-body connection be restored. Preach it. I love this conversation. I have gotten to the place, I think in the last two weeks where I kind of am like enough is enough. And I'm really excited. I haven't really announced this anywhere. So if you hear this before I've announced it, you can feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me. Um, but I am changing my signature offer at She Talks Health and it's going to be called the She Health Experience. And I'm bringing in other experts because I truly believe being a woman going through health challenges is an ex whole mind body experience. And probably brings in the soul and the spirit and all these things. And it's whether or not you want to get pregnant, whether or not you want to have a normal cycle. So you feel more like quote a woman, I hear this all the time, or you're dealing with something more chronic, um, like, um, Hashimoto's or mold illness or something like that, that I deal with on a regular basis. We have to train our minds, to stay positive. It's actually it, like, it's actually just as important as taking a supplement or eating the right foods. If we don't get our mindset on track, we will continuously go down the pathway in our limbic system and our brain towards the negative. And we will continue to trigger our body into thinking it's sick, it's weak, it's infertile, it's this. The story we create about our health and tells us what will happen next. So it's like, I see this vision of the world where women are the conquerors and the visionaries and we are there like we are there this is happening but we so often get blocked because we're trying to do it all and that's not the way our bodies are supposed to be we're supposed to enjoy life we're supposed to slow down that's how we optimize if we understand where we are in our cycle and we can go 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 during ovulation then we can slow down during luteal phase this is the key so i i see this vision where where women take a hold of this and really like get to, you know, <laughs> supercharge their lives. And one of the hardest parts of it is that we live in this world that is like constantly going and so stressful. And we, we kind of thrive off of that like stress. But if we're trying to make a baby or we're trying to optimize our cycle or we're trying to get well, we have to slow down. And I am just like you, Amy, I, I am a New Yorker. I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, I'm type A, like I like to go, I like to do a million things. Yesterday, um, I had a training in my business mastermind. Cause I always invest really big in my business to like 
bring myself up to the next level. Um, and we were getting trained in human design. And I, my um, type is a projector. And what I learned about projectors is that we are the type of people that this applies to most. We need the most rest. We need the most like chill time, but we are living in a society that's created more for like another type called generators, which are like the go, 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 create, create, create. Um, and so it's just fascinating to kind of learn that about my body and to almost give myself like a little bit off the hook, like, oh, it's okay for me to sleep. So I took a nap yesterday and was like, I'm, I feel good about this. Whereas usually I would never let myself give, give myself a nap, right? Unless I was on my period. So I think this is just a really important. I'm really glad that we're talking about this because it's like our mental health impacts our ability to get pregnant or to have a healthy cycle. And then our, our cycle will impact our mental health. <laughs> you know, our hormones will impact our mental health. So yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. It could be either a negative feedback loop or a positive feedback loop. Right. If you, if you think you're going to fail, you'll, you might, you're probably going to fail. Um, I always like to compare it to, if you could think about a really cool friend that you always love hanging out with because they're so awesome. That's what you need to project. Like you need to be that really awesome friend that you're like, I'm, I cannot wait to hang out with so-and-so because she's so awesome. And she just makes me happy and have a good, like be in a really good mood. Um, as opposed to those friends that like, they just sit there and, and bitch and complain and whine about all the bad things that are in their life. You know, that's yeah. definitely. And I have another one for you, like ditch those friends. Hello. That's like, yeah, they gotta go. They're, they're not helping you. I mean, boundaries are everything. So <laughs> I love that you just brought that analogy up. I hear that all the time. And it's like, those people also are not helping you. Like, <laughs> um, so, okay. So, to kind of wrap things up, I know you guys also came up with, um, you came out with something really recently, right? Called the balancing oil. And I think it has progesterone in it. So can you tell us about this balancing oil, when it would be appropriate for someone to consider using it, especially in that vein of like, <laughs> we want to be mindful. People see stuff and they just like get it and they think it's going to fix everything. So how, how is this different than like, you know, it's something on Amazon <laughs> that someone could take for their hormones. Well, so balancing oil is on Amazon, but <laughs> um, regardless. So so balancing oil is something that we, we made as a supplement that you could buy over the counter on something like Amazon. And it's readily accessible for women. Um, that being said, we never advocate that you use it without a, a professional helping you understand, do you need it? When do you need it? All those kind of things. Um, so what it is, it's four ingredients. It's very pure. It's very natural. We want to support a healthy cycle, a healthy balance. Um, and so it has 200 or 2,500 milligrams of bioidentical progesterone. Um, it has vitamin E, MCT oil. Um, and a little bit of lemon oil. And so it is a just a very clean, natural formulation that we suggest that women take the last 12 days of their cycle. Um, so between five and 10 drops, uh, two to three times a day, the last 12 days of their cycle to just really um, improve balance and restore. Um, and women have been using this. We just launched about... I guess, I guess about a month ago, a little over a month ago, um, women say they love it. They just, 
you know, it's, it's non-greasy, it smells great, um, they feel better. Um, um, if you don't have a cycle, we, we suggest three weeks on, one week off. Um, oh, and three weeks. Okay, interesting. Three weeks on, one week off, yeah. Um, okay. so, so, so progesterone is one of those hormones that typically, unless you have, you know, an allergy or, or something crazy genetic issue or something, it, you usually can't get enough of it. Um, it's like, uh, our medical advisor always says it's, it's like water to a marathon runner. Um, the more, the better. Um, and so, you know, um, it's pretty safe, effective, um, product that, that, you know, is, is good. Um, you know, we we as a company want to want to empower women with resources, with things that are going to help them succeed. A lot of times, women get told no because, you know, you haven't been trying long enough, or sorry, I don't, I can't help you with menopause, or I don't even know what PMS is. How would I be able to treat you? You know, and so it's like we don't have access to prescription level medications and and things like that. Um, from, from doctors. And so we wanted to create a platform and resources for women who didn't have that support from the medical community, um, testing that they could take to their doctors and say, Hey, here's what my hormones are doing. Or they could take to, um, you know, naturopathic doctors or, or wellness coaches or, um, fertility professionals to help them. Okay. Maybe you should take this or that. And these things aren't, necessarily um required to be prescribed by doctors doesn't mean that you should just take them blindly right we talked about you always have to test and in not guess Definitely um, test and don't guess otherwise you can make it worse so it, it sounds like this is a really great option if you've been testing if you've been working with a professional who suggests progesterone um as the next step and then you can take it for 12 days, if you have a cycle in the second half of your cycle before your period. Um, and then if you don't have a cycle, it'd be more like for three weeks um, on and one week off. Yeah. 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 So I missed, missed what, so you said, how does it differ from, you know, other products? So most progesterone containing products are in a cream. And mm-hmm. so, and they have a whole bunch of different ingredients. Um, you can look in the back of the labels. I don't even can't even pronounce half of them, <laughs> or more than half. It was a bad sign when you can't pronounce something right. in the back. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the problem with creams are a little bit of chemistry. So a cream, the, right, the reason why it's white is because you're mixing oil and water, and so you have an oil component and a water component. So progesterone is oil soluble, and so to make it into a cream, you have to put it inside a like a micelle or some kind of capsule which then makes it into a cream. And so when you apply that to a, to the skin, it's very hard sometimes for it to get through the skin and to help. And so we formulate it as an oil. And so you decrease that barrier and it's got a vitamin E carrier, which makes it just, just pass through the skin a little bit easier. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I'm glad you explained that technology because I don't, think that we are ever taught that. Um, and it's like, you see, you know, you go, you do go on the Amazon and you're like, Oh, I'm going to just take this product, but we don't realize like the quality really matters and the way that something's delivered. So we end up spending like 
you know, $10 here or $40 here thinking like, oh, we're getting, you know, <laughs> we're getting what we paid for. But oftentimes, if we don't know how it's manufactured with the benefit of, you know, for example, something like this, then we end up wasting our money. So I'm really glad you took the time to explain that. And I love that there's vitamin E um, too, because vitamin E is so helpful for cycles too. So it's yeah, kind of like a little extra nod. <laughs> yeah, it's great for fertility. Um, yeah. Yeah, so with our with our balancing oil, women that are on it can see noticeable increased serum progesterone levels and prove um, higher PDG levels in their proof tests. It, and then when women are on the creams, they typically you can't see anything. Wow, wow, that's amazing. So you can really see the difference in the testing. Wow. Okay. So I might I don't know if you can like legally answer this question, so feel free to say no. Probably not. <laughs> one of my questions would be like, I think this is probably something that a lot of women who use Prove might be curious about. It's like, say they're using the strip and then they're like, oh, I'm not ovulating or I'm not creating enough progesterone and they take your balancing oil and they see it go up. Then they might be like, oh, do I have to stay on this forever? Because this is something that comes up a lot in my practice. And my response always to this is, maybe, but probably not if we look at all the other lifestyle things. Like if we look at the stress, if we look at the sleep, if we look at the food, usually we can get progesterone to come back up naturally. Um, just takes time. And you might not have that time right now if you're trying to get pregnant, or you might not have that time if you're trying to just like maintain your mental status. Um, so that's what my response would be, but I'm curious if you would have a different kind of response with something like the the balancing oil and, and how long someone would try to take it or be on it. Yeah, no, I mean, your response is, is spot on. And I would add that when you have a severe imbalance and one half of it is just, you're just so far out of what's quote unquote normal and what's healthy it can take, you know, it's like pushing, you know, what is it? Dirt up a hill. Was, I don't know what the analogy is. Sorry. A rock up a hill. A rock up a hill. I don't what know. Yeah, the worst analogies. My is <laughs> always like, um, what are you trying to say? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like pushing a rock up a hill, I guess. It, it's like, it's just so difficult to naturally get this back into balance. And so if you take bioidentical hormones and or you take Clomid or you take Famara or whatever it is, you jumpstart your body into, oh shit, this is how I ovulate? This is this is what this does? Dude, this estrogen shit is amazing. And this progesterone, oh my gosh, like your body can be like, oh yeah, we love this shit. We're gonna make, we're gonna start doing this. Um, it's the same with um, like thyroid medication. So there's a link between thyroid and ovarian function. And it's a huge, huge link. And it's, it's, um, I guess it's a positive feedback loop. So it's like, if your thyroid's not functioning, your ovaries aren't functioning. If your thyroid's good, your ovaries are good. So it's like, if you, if you have a poor, you know, ovarian function and you stimulate with bioidentical progesterone, you know, hormones to help kind of regulate things, your thyroid can kick in and, and vice versa. And so sometimes you just need to kick your body into gear with some like hardcore stuff. And then, then it's like, all right, cool. And then you can do more of, of diet and lifestyle and healthy choices to maintain that. Um, you know, Absolutely. so, so there is no one size fits all answer. I think it goes back to what you said too, about where am I in this process? You know, am I, am I 
just defeated? Am I feeling so awful that I just need an intervention that's more, um, who, which doctor is it? It might be Dr. Jolene Brighton who talks about like how medication is like strong arming, whereas like, you know, like herbs and stuff are kind of like gentle movement. So it kind of just depends on where you are and also like your preference. Right. And like, I think you're, I think you are right. And it's, it's easy for us to say like, Oh, go for a walk with your dog or like, you know, chill out and all these things. But in reality, it's hard. It's really hard to get your body to come back into like a a rest and digest and reproduced phase when we live in this society. So sometimes we just need that little extra support and it's not, we shouldn't feel bad about that. That's something that we have as an option and it's a viable, good option if it feels good for your body and you're doing it with your physician and you feel good about it. So, yeah, I mean, take ownership and and who you are and where you're at. Um, You know, if you're a woman and you walk into an IVF clinic, there's nothing wrong with that. If you came there for IVF, great. Get IVF. It is a great procedure that has helped a lot of people get pregnant. If you don't want to do IVF, don't walk into an IVF clinic. It's just like, you you have to take ownership on who you are, where you are in your journey, what you want, and you need to find the right professional to get you there. Um, If you don't want to do IVF, go talk. If you want to take a more natural approach, go talk to a naturopath or a health coach. I mean, there's so many other resources out there that, that you can do, but you have to know who you are and what you want and, and how you want to get there. And I think people need stuff like this podcast to know, even know that those are options because so often it is like, oh, you have unexplained infertility, you have to do IVF. There's not, not even another conversation. So it's great that like companies like Prove Exist to give women the authority to even realize that there are other options out there. Um, and I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's like, it depends on what's going to work, work best for you is what you're in alignment with. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was a um, fertility treatment that I did one time and it was injecting with HCG to help the body produce more progesterone naturally. It's a, it's a great way and it definitely helped, but it was such a, uh, I don't even, I can't even think of another word, but a mind, you know what? And I couldn't do it because all my, my pregnancy tests were positive because of the HCG that I was injecting. And I wasn't really pregnant. It was just what I was helping my body make progesterone with. And it was a, such a mental, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. And so, you know, there's, there's things that you can do and there's, you know, there's, it's it just, we're in a society where there's choices. You shouldn't ever have to settle. You know, you're a woman, it's your body. You need to take ownership of your health and you need to speak to people that are going to help you um, claim that ownership. And so if you walk into a doctor's office or you walk into, you know, a Zoom meeting these days and someone's like, oh no, you can't do that. Or I'm not even going to talk to you about that. Find close, a new doctor. Close the door, end meeting, you're done. Like, you've got to have somebody who's supportive and who's going to listen. Um, you know, not to say that, hey, you know, I think I should probably take some arsenic. I think that'll help my cycle. Now, if a doctor's like, oh, yeah, cool, here you go. No, I mean, probably shouldn't do that. But to have the open dialogue and be like, you know what, I think you probably went down a Google rabbit hole and you don't want that. But let's talk about this and how this can help. 
Um, so yeah, I, I finally have an OBGYN who who's actually listening to me and it's this whole new experience. And every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, I have to tell everybody on Instagram about this experience because it's like, I fired so many GYNs that have not listened, you know, and I finally feel heard and seen. And like, you know, you're sitting there and you're explaining it to me and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, let's do this, you know? And it's like a co it's like a collaboration, which is how I always think about my relationship with my clients. It's like, I'm not going to just tell you what to do. I'm going to give you the science. I'm going to suggest ideas and you have to decide whether or not you want to do it. And like, that's that ownership part. And so often the ownership part is taken away from us because we go to the doctor and we're told, no, this isn't happening to you. This is in your head, you know, take an antidepressant, take birth control, all this stuff. So I love that you're like, no ladies, let's stand up and like take ownership. It's amazing. Um, there's so much story behind proof, you know, it's not just another testing company or another random thing. There's, there's real heart, um, in this company, which is why I'm so glad you've been on this podcast with me uh, today. Is there anything you want to leave people with or let them know how to get in contact with the company or to take, you know, to, to take action on their health as we kind of come to a close today? Yeah. Um, you know, just remember you are the, um, you are the expert in you and your doctor is an expert in medicine. And when you can have that relationship where you work together you get the best treatment outcomes. So definitely don't settle on someone who's not going to listen. Um, we founded this company. It is, we have eight women strong. We are here to, to help and support and give women information and answers and access to care that they didn't once have. Um, we're uh, FDA cleared. We're available everywhere in the U.S., um, Target stores across the nation, uh, Amazon, uh, good old Amazon Prime, <laughs> um, as well as our website, ProveTest, P-R-O-O-V, test.com. Um, we just got our CE mark, and so we are expanding to the U.K. and Europe very, very soon. Um <laughs> We are expanding our testing menu, and so on the uh, the plate is FSH testing and estrogen testing. That'll come out later this summer, as well as a, a really, really awesome app we're calling Prove Insights, which compiles all this testing information into one amazing score and then gives you personalized recommendations um, on the diet side, so you know feeding your hormones. You know, the first half of your cycle, you got to feed the estrogen. And the other half of the cycle, you got to feed the progesterone. Um, Spoiler alert, it's not the same nutrients that you need. (laughs) So knowing where you are in your cycle and just eating different foods can actually have a really profound positive effect on your cycle. Lifestyle, so like we said, positive mindset, um, meditation, um, exercising for your cycle. Don't go run a marathon when you're on your period. Probably not a good day for you. Um, rolling my eyes because yes, <laughs> yeah. it's like a big conversation I have almost every day. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. And then of course the supplements. So if you feel like you need a little bit more of a boost, a little bit more help, we'll give you the personalized supplements, um, according to your score and where you are in your cycle. So really excited about all these amazing things we can do to help women. 
This is congratulations on all the expansion and, and the way that you're touching millions of women's lives. This is absolutely incredible. And I just, I'm so excited for all this, the next level. I'll be using it myself and recommending it to every woman that I work with. So thank you so much for creating proof. Well, thank you for everything you do. I, uh, you know, came across the little uh, live that you did. I was like, oh my God, I totally have to talk to her. She gets it. She's amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I, I, um, I think we, we have to work together on this stuff and, and get the word out, right? Yeah. Um, and for anyone who's listening to this podcast, Amy was um, awesome and willing to give uh, everyone a listener um, a 25% off, I think, discount. So I'll put that in the show notes as well for you guys so that if you want to try um, Prove, it's even less of a, an investment, even though it's not very expensive anyways, and you can kind of test it out and see if you like it and get used to it. And um, that way you can, you can really see if it's for you. So Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And for everyone listening, we will see you back in two weeks for another episode of the She Talks Health podcast. If you need me in between, you know to find me on Instagram at She Talks Health. And of course, you know, I have an open DM policy. So if all of this is super confusing, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to walk you through it. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.